1: That's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW report prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. This is Manchester United under Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. Manchester United have produced the
0: impossible. Hello and welcome to United R, your one stop shop for all things Manchester United. I'm your host this week, Colin. And I'm Imran. How's it going, Imran? Not too bad, all things Not considered. Too bad.
2: We, have yeah. these, we have this problem at the moment where United are the first thing of the weekend and it can really yeah. ruin your weekend. But what you've got to do now, now that I'm in my old age, I say old age, I'm like 36. But when I was a kid, I used to, it used to literally ruin everything. When it was it a disappointing result. But now I just kind of like block it off entirely after a few hours.
0: Well, it's funny you should ask that because the first question I had scribbled down here was just to for you and the listeners to do a bit of a mental health check-in because I've certainly been contemplating how much I let Manchester United negatively affect not only my life, but the life of the loved ones and any <laughs> other unfortunate human being who has to be around me recently. Um, so I was just going to ask you, you know, eh, you know, how are you feeling generally and emotionally about Manchester United and how much does it affect you, you know, like... On the day, then a few days later, because it's interesting. I think you know, as you say, there's something to grow and learn, realizing it's actually all a bit silly in some ways to let it affect you. And yet, Saturday at uh, you know three o'clock, the last couple weekends, I've been in absolutely horrendous form. I mean, just an absolute nightmare of a of human being to be around. And you know, is it right that we let it affect us that much? Is that a positive thing in our lives? Do we get all the benefit on the other side? I'd be interested to hear your thoughts
2: um i mean it just shows you care doesn't it really like i always think it's funny when i see people who you know don't follow football or don't have that sport that they follow i was thinking there's nothing in life that you will therefore like get so invested in to the point mm. where it will ruin your entire mood just because yeah. of 11 or if it's a tennis player one or whatever cricket team 11 again but
0: Arbitrary people doing things that you have no control over, and Not that whatsoever, will... and even you know they don't seem to have much control over. It, <laughs> yeah, <you know>? <laughs> there's a whole other team involved yeah. and a million and one things, and yet we get so. I mean, I get, I was so angry yesterday, and it's just so. You know, I don't know that I used to get this angry. I don't know if that's just because we were really good before, but it's almost like when you fall into these traps of hoping it's better and expecting more, it's doubly as crushing when you come back to the realization that it's just the way it has been. For a long while, Mm. listeners, this is how this podcast is going to go. By the way, so if the first, uh, the first two minutes aren't to your liking, it it probably won't move beyond this.
2: (laughs) I think it helps that I am fully convinced we're not fighting for anything. I think if we were in a title race, if it was it was in March, and we were neck and neck, and we we really needed this win, I would probably it would probably devastate my entire life for the whole weekend. But because it's so early in the season, because I really don't think we're going to win the league at any. I don't even think we'll really challenge. It doesn't maybe they have that effect on me. Um, but then, having said that, um, the last game against Everton, I really don't like playing Everton at home. Just, it's just nightmares. But the last the the three three draw last year, I was seething yeah. after that, but mainly because of how
0: we just threw yeah. that game yeah. away. Yeah. With that absolute that context, exactly of a game, so you know, a last minute winner, a last minute, I mean, the penalty, you know, Bruno's penalty last week against Villa and all that kind of stuff. That's things that happen in a game. Specifically, are 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 mind bending. Absolutely, um. But God, I don't know. I, I was struggling yesterday. I feel slightly better about it today. And I'm, you know, the reason we are recording on Sunday afternoon is because absolutely no one had any will in the world to talk about this last night, and um, without probably embarrassing ourselves on air with the, um, the crying that would have happened. I assume. But getting to the actual game, i so. Quite pleasingly, I thought there was relatively wholesale changes. Obviously, we had a mm. a, a very different team, a very strong team midweek for Villarreal, which was an absolute scrape through as well. Um, But then we had Ronaldo bench for the first time, which I'm sure people would have been somewhat pleased to see, and and a few other changes. Were you happy with the team sheet? Were you upset? Did you think it was right or wrong?
2: I was happy because I've been a big proponent for Ole to use his squad more. I think we're in a position where we have a strong squad, so we should be rotating. If you look at City, you look at Chelsea, uh, to an extent Liverpool, but not as much, I guess. They, they they use their squad, they rotate because the season is long and you need to keep people yeah. fresh and you can't just go for 11 11 11 every single week. And also the players who did come out, so Pogba wasn't great midweek, Ronaldo is 36, and for the last 20 minutes of the Villarreal game was basically a statue until he scored. Um, yeah. So yeah, I was like happy, more than happy with people coming in. Uh, I don't, Maybe not to go into this too much now, but I think the issue comes where we make these changes, but because we don't have a quote-unquote defined style, it's not like you fit in here and you know your job. Yeah. So it gets a bit. It takes a bit more longer for us to get used to it. Maybe um, for the players on the pitch to find their feet. Plus, when you have someone like Marshall who's not in the best vein of form, probably confidence low. Obviously, like he was quite slow starting the game, got his goal, which was good. But no, I mean, he wasn't all over the game, and you could you really expect Anthony Marshall to just come into this game all guns blazing? Probably
0: not. I mean, uh, I'm I'm struggling to picture an all guns blazing Anthony <laughs> Marshall. It's been that long. I'm not I'm not saying it's never been the case. I'm sure someone can show me a YouTube clip of a match where he was blazing with all his weaponry. However, I'm struggling to recount that um at the moment. However. It is kind of interesting, so I, I agree, I was really happy with the changes. Um I just think for all the reasons you listed, but also from a motivational point, I think Ole's insistence on the same formation and the same eleven all the time is not good. And I'm not saying this in light of the Donny van der Beek chewing gum spit fiasco. Um, but it is indicative of probably, you know, what is not a super happy bench because there isn't always a lot of rotation and there isn't even always a lot of meaningful sub-minute times um, in terms of late changes and stuff. So I also think from a motivational point, it's just really good to mix it up, you know, and I always thought that was the hallmark of Fergie's great teams that he would put out an absolute joke first eleven, like against Arsenal and all that kind of stuff. And yet in those times, you'll be like, I actually really think we're going to cruise to a win here because all these players are going to be chomping at the bit, kind of show what they can do. It's going to be the complete opposite of what the other teams prepared for. So, you know, that's kind of going to throw them off. Um, and I think that matters for a lot um at, at the highest level in football, um if you're completely disrupting someone's plans from the week, so I really like to see it, and I would like to see it more, so I was pleased that he did it um on the on the first half, I actually thought I thought we were pretty good, you know, I thought we were I thought it kind of worked to that to that effect. I thought the team looked very balanced, I thought we looked dangerous, I thought we looked really in control, and I also thought there was just a bit of a zip about our play. I thought we actually came out looking like every player wanted to go at them and dominate the game and kind of create, even though, you know, it, we didn't create a huge amount and we were very open. But I was quite pleased with the performance. I thought we were playing well, Emma.
2: I thought we were okay. I thought on the ball, there was a nice tip to our passing. The passing wasn't terrible for a change. And yeah. we looked we looked a bit lively. We, were, we weren't creating left, right and centre, but we had a couple of chances created. One could put in a nice cross, some good movement. I thought on the ball, we were pretty good. I just thought... Yeah they could get in behind our midfield with such ease and onto our defence so easily in that first half that we might as well yeah. not have had a midfield. And to be fair, we probably don't have a midfield, let's be honest. But Well, exactly,
0: yeah. And I think that's kind of the thing is when you talk about United in, in a lot of recent games, it's almost like this Jekyll and Hyde. You have to talk about two different parts of our game um, and not just, you know, attacking and defending, but us on the ball and us off the ball and how we're trying to play are like totally at odds with each other because we are our absolute own worst enemy. And you're absolutely right. It's very hard to kind of, lump praise on us for like, you know, having seventy one percent possession, you know, keeping it really well, everyone moving it about very nicely and generally looking relatively threatening and keeping them penned in. It's very hard to praise that when any single time they do get the breakaway, it's ending with an absolute, you know, hold on to your pants moment in our box mm. kind of thing. You know, so it's 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 tricky. Um so the first half kinda of went by. I think we just moved straight on to the goal and talk about Tony Marshall. You know, really good goal I thought. Very good goal. Um
2: slight deflection but I don't think that yeah. takes anything away from what he did in yeah. got to hit it hard, got to put some power behind it. And you get that slight deflection, then bonus. Uh, Pickford might save it without deflection, might not. Who cares? It was, was a good goal. I did think he would score because I was so adamant <laughs> yeah. so uh, that he, he should, does, yeah, does exactly. not deserve to start. Like, Yes, he scored and that's great. But I still don't think he deserved to start the game based on what we've seen from him. In his very, very many starts before this. And when you see someone like Lingard, who every time he's come on the pitch basically has affected it, once negatively, true, but uh, mostly positively. <laughs> yeah. um, but when you, and there was a lot of that talk as well from just United fans in general. And you know, when, when it's that sort of talk, then it's, you're basically lining them up to score. And it was 100%. a very nice goal. Uh, McTominay, nice pass into Bruno, good touch, good turnout, nice into Marshall. Like sometimes when we score goals, we make it look like the most simple thing in the world. And you're just like, why can't we do this? Why can't you play that crisp pass in? from midfield yeah. all the time yeah. and it's just because well yeah. i midfield can't play that crisp pass all
0: the time well to be fair i think it was greenwood that played that first pass was it greenwood yeah i think he was coming in off the right and just absolutely whipped it into bruno oh, off yeah, his okay. left fair i enough. could that's, be mistaken, that's probably why but no he probably was greenwood. yeah not to say that fred McTominay didn't push the ball forward quite well in that first half because i do think they did i mean fred dropped a lovely ball onto cavani's head which i had to i had to go back and watch that to make sure i wasn't confused um about that cross but yeah, I think it was Greenwood. And again, a tiny point on him. thought, again, he was, he was really very good, although I don't think we're still getting the best out of him. But he's still developing. But I thought, again, his all-round players, was few really lovely kind of beating three or four men and then switching the ball and stuff like that. He's class. Mm-hmm. I hope he stays in Manchester now and doesn't get fed up with this team. Um, But yeah, on Martial, I agree with you. I didn't necessarily think he deserved a start. However, Ole probably sees something in training that we don't. You know, if someone is training really well and seems to be in good form and stuff, then... They probably do deserve a shout, even if we haven't seen it on the pitch recently. And also, I think Ole, like we know, is just super loyal to players and will give chances after chances to some people as opposed to other people, um, with not always a huge amount of rhyme or reason as to why. But I thought he was okay. It's
1: he was interesting okay.
0: now that he, he just looks like a left winger again, Yeah, you know. So, he, But he did He did, he, did, he did. seem to want to go at them, and he did seem to work okay with Shaw. Yeah. Um, so, but I mean, yeah, I must know now. He's not going to sniff at number nine really, unless it's some horrendous cup fixture.
2: There was two bits in the half that really took out for Martial. One was I thought the goal obviously well, was bits, The goal was really good. Then there was the back post header, which he should have scored the header, but it was a nice yeah. run. Yeah, which is you know at least if he's making that run, then <laughs> great. Yeah. And I'm happy. We're with happy him.
0: he's there, you know, even yeah. though he absolutely should have scored the header.
2: But then yeah. there was another one where I think we had a corner and he got cleared out and it came back to, over to the right and I think Bruno whipped. It might have been Bruno. I can't remember it was, but someone whipped the ball right across the face of goal, yeah, and it showed it from the side on. And literally, Marshall just stood on the 18-yard box for the whole entire thing, and yeah. just didn't move. And he's just thinking that's where people get frustrated by like make a movement, do something. If he's if he's going in at the back post, he scores that. So it's not that he can't do it because he can do it, and we just saw it with that header, and we saw it with the goal as well. It just he just. He's not the best at choosing his times, I guess. No, um, it's,
0: it's, it's very in and out, isn't it? And it always yeah. has been, you know, you don't really get that consistency of movement or effort or runs, you mm-hmm. know, which is, you know, thing. but I was delighted to see him get the goal. Um, and at halftime, I was like, I was generally very happy. I, again, I thought we were moving the ball quite well. I I totally take the point that we looked like an absolute leaky bucket still, but I, I just kind of, I like for me now, I just think that's the way Ole wants us mm-hmm. to be because well, he has other options. So, you know, he's saying... I don't think the risk of being this open is as bad as not having my attacking players on or whatever, you know, because there's no need, there's no real need to keep doing it this way. He could play a three in midfield. He could play a match more. You know, he could do other things to try and kind of solve this issue. But it seems like we're just seeing it week after week now.
2: Well, I it was annoying, but at the same time, I, defend, oh, I thought all of our four defenders were generally having a good game in that first half. I thought Lindelof was actually really good. Yeah, um, and,
0: handled the Murray Grey
2: really yeah, really well for and, the most part yeah and uh, Veram looked good and wan looked decent so I was generally like yeah they are getting in on us but I think we're containing it mostly although they did have a, some good chances the problem is though if we're playing McTominay and Fred for what they give us protection wise not necessarily what they give us on the ball wise but they're not giving us anything protection wise then what yeah. is the point
0: I mean, at that point, do you think you may as well just play Pogba and v- Van Der Beek? I mean, would it be any different, really? Exactly. Would they let you down many times more? Maybe they would, and we're just not seeing it, and it's just difficult to for the family Fred to do that. Fred was breaking
2: up place a bit, sometimes. But again, with, with Fred, everything is just sometimes.
0: Yeah, that is, that is the Fred thing. But also, I think it's a positional thing. I think they're both capable of doing it. It's just that no one actually sits back. They, mm. they both go all the time. Like, mm. all our team goes, you know? So yeah. we, when we attack and again, I can only think this is um instructional at this point, you know, with the defenders we have, we are dominating the ball in a way that we really haven't under Ole as consistently. You know, 71% possession over the course of this game and it looked that way. You know, there was times where Everton were just penned in for large swathes of that game. The, the big issues are, A, we're not actually creating the amount of quality chances that that level of possession merits because mm. the teams are just quite content to sit in on us and we don't necessarily have the relationships and patterns in a in a kind of new face attack to really exploit having that much ball in the final third and also anytime they break then we are just absolutely in a harem scaring position because Juan Basak is probably pushed forward Shaw's pushed forward you know Lindelof and Varane are on the halfway line and Fred and McTominay are probably at the corners of the 18 yard box so they can't even you need you need someone to have the noose to sit you know hmm. and I just think I just think either one of them probably could do a really good job at it, but they're both doing this kind of box to box, but more their box kind of role, and I just don't, I just don't see how anyone thinks that's sustainable, you know, because we're going to consistently give away um these quality chances, which someone will touch on later. But coming into the second half, I think sixty fifth minute, um, just before was it just before our changes or just after our after changes they scored. I changed my yeah. fifty seventh minute. Yeah, which, you know, probably should talk about that, which we will do the subs later on, because that is, I mean, Alex has some hilarious takes on that, but their goal, I mean, from our corner, this is, for me, is like Matic versus Istanbul, all these just calamitous joke goals that we seem to concede that I just don't think other teams concede. I mean, where do you lay the blame for that goal?
2: Mainly Fred. Like, I'm sorry, but you have to deal with that. It's not even a 50-50, it's like a 70 30 80 20 in his favor. The first, favor. One, the first one, the first one's basically 90 10 in his favor. The second one yeah. is about like 60 40 in his favor. And he's got to deal with it both occasions. But if you don't deal with it, just foul the bloke. Like yeah. have the nouse to foul him. Like it's not hard. If you are if he's getting away from you and you're on a break, foul him. Drag him down. Like it's it's nonsensical to me that professional footballer wouldn't think I've got to foul this man. But we are a bit nice with these things. We are. We are too nice with these things. And it's, yeah.
0: And it consistently comes back to bias, And it comes back to my point of no one kind of sitting. You know, Fred's this little dynamo that's always kind of a pace or two away kind of thing. He's always bumping into players. And as you say, it's 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 all sometimes. You know, sometimes it goes for him, sometimes it goes against him. In this case, both times it went against him. And then everyone else who's expecting him to win both those challenges then suddenly has to react to a situation they didn't think they were found in. And I had a lot of sympathy for the back line because... Whilst I do think Armabsack was terrible on the ball, I thought the back line defended pretty well. And like Lindelof three or four times was matched up to Demari Grey and absolutely, you know, yeah, did, did, really the, well. did the sensible, really good defending, not committing himself. And to then be placed in the position we were put in by Fred essentially is such a is such a letdown to him and Varane and, and the other players that are kind of doing their job. And it's just it's just not good enough. And those individual howlers are in every single game, you know. And I just think to come back again to that midfield pairing, neither of them, while I think they could be, neither of them are exhibiting the kind of responsibility you need to play in a team that is pushing everyone else on and is dominating the ball. You know, if you think of City and a Fernandino or a Rodri, would they ever make that mistake and get bullied in that way? you Think of Liverpool and Fabinho sitting in there, or a James Milner, or anyone else, would they let that happen? No, they wouldn't. If you think of Chelsea and Kante and anyone else, these are our competition. These were the players. I don't think Granite Xhaka would probably get away with that. Do you know what I mean? It's I mean, horrendous.
2: Granite Xhaka would probably like
0: a red shots, card in that situation. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, you know, that's a different problem. But what I'm saying is, we just don't have a player, whether it could be Manich or whether he's too mobile, I just don't know what the reason is. But we do not have the player of that ilk. That is going to say i'm the person responsible a declan rice whoever it is i'm the person responsible i'm going to sit in i'm going to let others go on i'm going to read the danger and if it and if i can't deal with it fairly i'm going mm-hmm. to file them like and that's just that's just that's what you're not getting from either fred mctominay whether because they're too far up forward or because they just don't have it in them like i just think that's so disappointing what about anyone else in that goal do you think after that it's bust or, well, I think people say Wampusaka maybe should come in, but
2: I, I kind of have a bit of sympathy with Wampusaka because Fred should deal with it, and you, yeah. should, you should trust your team. Like, if he goes over there, he could complicate matters, barge into Fred, Like, who knows what could happen. Yeah. So I can, I can kind of see him stepping off. Also, if Fred does lose it, he probably it does want to be in the position where he stepped off. Yeah. Um, the other one was Shaw comes across, and he probably shouldn't because we mm. had enough men back. We actually weren't... They didn't have a man extra.
0: The only issue with that is, um, and I do agree with that on I thought there was a point where when Damari Gray bumps Fred the second time, he could, he's kind of still getting going. Yeah. And I thought at that point, Wamsaka is only a couple yards from him, could just either foul him or tackle well, him. Well, there were people
2: but, saying but, that maybe the Villarreal challenge, not Villarreal, young boys challenge was playing on his mind,
0: maybe. Maybe, yeah, maybe. But, you know, equally at that point, I think he's just, you're asking him there to completely fix Fred's mistake, and I just think that's harsh, you know. On the Shaw one, when Shaw, Shaw's like in our half and running back, but then when Demarie Gray gets away from Fred, it looks like Gray can run straight through, and it's only Lindelof beside him, and I think Shaw thinks Demarie Gray will just run away from them, so I, I'm the one who has the speed and have to come across. Um, so I even think he's kind of okay. I think, I think it's that position where once Fred, you know, drops the clanger. Everyone is just Heard in a scared. bad spot trying to react to that, and I don't. I don't necessarily think you can say, "Oh, he should have held his position when the threat looked like Gray, you know, outstripping Lindelof and going through on goal or whatever. Do you know what I mean? So, but but an absolute sucker punch to to kind of deal with, and again, it just seems like if we can't get that second goal, we are we are just waiting on that at the moment, you know.
2: Mm, well, we do go, we do resort to panic stations a bit in these situations. That worries me a bit because we saw it against Newcastle as well. Like it becomes a bit panic stations and no one's got that composed head. But is it is that easy for me to say Satya, when you've got you know Fred loses the ball and you've got a three on three attack maybe? Yeah. But it does happen a lot with us, especially the, like this new that Newcastle game. The amount that happened a lot.
0: Oh, yeah, the, the, the Wolves game. I wrong. mean, the, you yeah. know, and, and something we'll touch on later with a little bit of uh, discussion on how we're currently doing XG wise this year. But you know, it's it's that's what I'm kind of saying. It's happened enough now for someone to say we can't really allow this because we're clearly not. You know, I don't know if the plan is oh, our back four is so good that we should just be able to deal with these one-on-one situations, kind of like how Liverpool sort of rely on Van Dyke just to mop up a lot mm. of kind of dicey one-on-one situations. I just don't think we'll get away with that with our current clientele. And I just think you're always, always running the risk of giving them high quality chances versus us struggling to create chances despite having all the ball. And I just, I can't imagine how someone's looking at it and thinking, You know, this is a sustainable way to challenge, you know, or really be at the top level in the Premier League. I think it's, I think it's kind of mad. Mm. Um, so after that, then we had this. So we had the subs before he brought Ronaldo and Sancho on for Cavani and Martial. I think. Yep. Um, and he then, in response to the goal, brought Pogba on for Fred. Yep. Yep. Um, what do you make of those subs? Because that's Uh. there's some interesting bits in there.
2: I mean, the Martial one was an injury. Yeah. So fair enough. Injured player bring on Sancho, and I actually thought Sancho probably looked his brightest that he's ever looked for us. So Definitely far. thought he came on, looked really good. Yep. yep. I just think it's hilarious that Ole, <laughs> a man who refuses to sub anyone before 70 minutes, yeah. when
0: Ronaldo sat next to him, has to bring him on sub yeah. before 60. Like he can't he can't help himself. And when, that... when have we seen that ever in 10 tenure in a game of consequence? I'm not talking, you know, maybe he did it in the Europa League in a, in a nothing game to bring the boys on kind of thing. Do you know what I mean? He doesn't but... do it when
2: we're playing badly. So when we're in yeah. control
0: of a game to do it is quite astonishing. And it,
2: it's worrying because it means, therefore, he is managing, what, Ronaldo, the, 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 the essence of Ronaldo, the presence of Ronaldo, and he's not sticking to his, what he, his usual managerial instincts tell him. Because yeah. that's not Ole. I think we all know that's not Ole. To, to bring someone on 57 a minute for someone else who is having a fairly decent game in Cavani.
0: Yep, I thought, And I thought that my whole thing about the first half was I just thought we looked like a more balanced team. And this kind of comes on to a wider point around Ronaldo's worth, which I don't think is as easy. A lot of people are just straight away saying he's statuesque, he does nothing for you in the build up. This will be a disaster. Even if he scores goals, it's not worth the, the way he make you play. And I, I don't buy into that just yet, particularly if he's at number nine. If he's in left wing, I could, I could understand it a little bit more. But um, I thought Cavani was good. I mean, did you think Cavani was um, struggling? Do we think there's a fitness issue there, given he hasn't played in fairness? Is that, is that what it was, and it's as simple as that? Or I mean, I'm inclined I to agree with you. I think if it's not Ronaldo sat on the bench, there's no one else he's bringing on for Cavani there. Like.
2: I, didn't, I don't think he was struggling. I mean, I could see him coming off at like seventy, maybe. He was—I don't think he was blowing by fifty-seven minutes. What ten minutes after second half? I don't. (laughs) Cavani's not going to be blowing at that point. And I thought he was all right. Like he wasn't. I mean, he had had a chance in the first half for some good movement. He was doing his usual Cavani hustle and bustle. And it was like we were pressing fairly decently at times. And at points, he was even like dropping back. I I think at one point he picked the ball up at right back and was just sprinting around from right back and was like, "Okay, Cavani." You do
0: that. Do what you like. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So just giving it a bit, bit more. Our play looked a bit more dynamic with him on the pitch, is what I would say.
0: And I mean, I suppose if we like, you know, if San, as you say, Sancho, I thought looked lively. There was a bit where Ole Sancho was. It was shortly after he came on, and the speakers picked up Ole saying, jayden stay wide and take him on," like shouting at him to do that. Um, which I quite liked because you don't really see that very often. And as as basic as that instruction is. It was good to hear because you don't really hear that that often from Ole and he did it after that and he skinned his man, you know, um, four or five times, looked pretty threatening, created good chances for Ronaldo and Pogba on the edge of the box and stuff like that. So it was, it was probably as, as encouraging as we've seen from him, which is really good. Real shame none of it translated into um, a goal or an assist or anything to help us over the line and to kind of make him feel better, I suppose. But, um, but you know, maybe Ole was just thinking, you know, this game, we need this second goal because we are open bringing on ronaldo and sancho why wouldn't you want to bring on those players obviously they're both incredible and um, and if we if we score a goal and one of them is involved or whatever you know it's well that's that's you know what an arsenal we have to bring on and what what a great opportunity ole took there, kind of things you know what i mean so it can go both ways the pogba substitution is kind of more the same but possibly even worse if you know what i mean because we just looked a bit i thought really all the impetus went out of the game after that
2: He's, i mean Pogba is pogba i guess bit slow on the ball i don't know i just don't really like pogba in the midfield too but then i understand why we might need to play him there because you think okay we need to move forward a bit you want to get the ball to pogba and he can like start dictating play but when he doesn't do that it's just kind of like holding us up um and you're just kind of waiting for him to like grab the game and start dictating it but just when it doesn't it just doesn't happen and then you're just kind of like well nothing's happening here literally literally nothing is happening
0: a the glory ball as well sometimes I find which we, we already kind of have with Bruno sometimes um, and and you know I said it a couple of weeks ago it'll be really interesting when Rashford comes back because Pogba does not fit in that front four when Rashford comes back I don't think if Sancho's going to you know get better and better we have Ronaldo and Cavani Greenwood's been a, a nailed on starter for the last little while whether he'll continue to be I'm not sure but there's no place for him and then you look at what our midfield two is going to be. If it's going to be a two for me, if you're playing Pogba, it has to be a three. But then where do you play Bruno? You can't play Pogba and Bruno in midfield, you know, and just have one sitting holding defender that we don't currently have at the club. You know, like to me, there's just a big, I could I could see a, a world where it goes kind of bad to worse in this situation because I think that's very difficult to navigate for Ole, particularly if he's going to stay rigid to the four two three one. I just don't understand who's going to lose out. I assume it'll be... One of Fred or McTominay, mm. which which might not make us very much better at all.
2: Well, it might not make as, us as, worse, hard though,
0: as, <laughs> as hard as that is doing. I know it's probably won't make much of a difference, is probably what I'm saying. But you know, it doesn't just seem to fit at the moment, there's just an imbalance there. You know,
2: I think this, I mean, to this could be the start of all. Maybe, yeah, probably won't play one week, we'll play one week, Rashford won't play one week, one week, and just mm. lots of changing. But again, and I said it before. It's just, do, do we have a defined system and structure in place, though, that when someone comes in for someone, they know exactly what they're doing? I'm not sure. We don't. Well, yeah, we don't. Um, yeah. And that that is a worry. Like, you mentioned, like, Fergie. Fergie would change his team all the time. But Fergie made sure that every single person in the squad, A, knew their value to the squad, knew their role in the team, and knew exactly yeah. what they were doing. And so it didn't matter that we changed it. We literally, I don't, we never, we very rarely had, like, the same lineup game to game yeah and that was fine because fergie made sure that everyone knew exactly what their place was in this squad there are currently like several players in our squad now who i don't think if you ask them honestly what is your place in this man united team they wouldn't have a clue what their Mm. place is chief of them being obviously donny van der Beek, the man yeah but um, um yeah
0: yeah, it's tough. And, I, you know, I'm remiss to say just, oh, when Fergie did this and Fergie did that, it was different. And obviously there was lots of poor performances under Fergie that we don't remember and stuff like that. And that, that's, that's fine. But it is, I think it is a fair criticism. You it, know, I think.
2: Because Ollie
0: constantly brings it up himself. Yeah, he does. Yeah, yeah, he does. Um, just on Van der Beek there, Ollie had some uh, choice words in, I think it was the pre-Everton press yeah, conference, pre-Everton. or it might have been post. Um... No, it was pre-Everton. Where he said, "Um, you know, we can't have any suckers, anything like that." Um, but Donny's not, you know, we're not at that stage, kind of thing. He's still good in the changing ground. There's obviously rubbish that he's now actively seeking a, a move in January. What's what's? Are you clamouring to see him? Do you think he just doesn't fit? Do you think you know he hasn't earned it via merit? I mean, what's the what's the thought on that?
2: I mean, I don't understand how he would possibly earn it. Has 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 Beck ever started two games in a row for us? If he has, uh, it was very early last season, and I can't yeah, remember. Might have been pre-season, and it's. And he, and it's <laughs> certainly wasn't in one of those central midfield roles um, i just like, how can anyone say oh he's not earned his chance he's not taken like he's barely got any like and mm. we we go other people get chance after chance after chance and then other people just don't and van der Beek just really hasn't what you, you throw someone in for one game and say right impress me now and maybe you'll get a chance like that's come on no one can no one can play like that
0: do you think it's a bravery thing from Olay in terms of this McFred comfort blanket? Do you know? Known quantity. We've had big performances, PSG, etc. You know, when we were the plucky underdog away to city and all that kind of stuff. And I feel like we're maintaining with this idea of what they give you, even though now we're playing a completely different kind of football with much less pressing from the front, much more quality offense, much mm. more uh, quality at the back, which means we're holding the ball much better. So our, our possession is much higher, much higher, much higher. Yeah. And the kind of games where they excelled and kind of won those won those places now seem to exist less and less and less. In fact, they don't ever exist.
2: I mean, um, weren't, there, weren't there times last season when we'd play teams of like the the Villa, Brighton, Everton ilk, but our possession was like around 50%? Yeah, equal.
0: Yeah, getting, yeah. getting and equal. So- to, and that suited us because we wanted that kind of basketball game style yeah. where we were able to create, you know. Um, but we're not, we're not doing that anymore.
2: Well, we're not that team anymore, but yet we're still playing with the midfielders who are probably better off-the-ball midfielders than on-the-ball midfielders,
0: which makes not a lot of sense. And, and, to, and to your point earlier, they're not doing the off-the-ball work that we actually specifically need from them in this context. Yeah. I mean, not just buzz around all over the pitch, but just actually stand in that one place and take the ball <laughs> off whoever's breaking. Do you know what I mean? That's, is it a big ask? Is that an alien concept, to our, our squad? Because to me, it's like a really, you know, since about Claude Magaleli started playing in the Premier League, I feel like it's been a pretty well-established role in most quality teams do you know what i mean like i don't understand why we think we can do without it
2: well i, I they're not really giving it, is it ultimately and i don't see why we can't try Vanderbilt because i mean it literally it literally can't be worse it can't be yeah like okay yeah yes it can technically but i mean we might as well try because at least he <laughs> might give us something a bit more on the ball and i i mean if i'm him and i'm and fred is starting ahead of me in the next game i would be devastated because if van der could make that mistake to get today that sorry yesterday that fred made i don't think he'd start for another five months so it's put again he yeah goes you, this... you raised that
0: you raised that point last night and i thought it was it was just a way i hadn't thought about it but it's absolutely bang on i mean if not only that he would be vilified and i you know there would be people just coming out to say oh exactly he's not a you know he's not a defensive player yeah he he's... doesn't do the things you need him to do and yet we witness and i don't want to just bang on even though we absolutely are doing it, about Fred McTominay all game round, because, you know, they do do good things, but again, you get the same things over and over, the same mistakes, the same inconsistencies, the same absences from areas of the pitch, over and over and over again, to the point where, as you say, even if you were to try the more attacking lineup or the more risky lineup, quote-unquote, could it actually be worse or would it just be kind of more of the same?
2: Yeah, because it's not like we've got this big defensive shield, and no one's ever like Varane's not doing anything. Varane literally yesterday was running around like a crazy person at times. <laughs> and so, he was good. He
0: was so good. Yeah, he was really he deserves, good. I'm so sad. He deserves so much better. He should be. He like he's already. He looks like he's been here all his life. He's leading the team. He he's looks, assured. He, De Gea is playing amazingly, Emran, unbelievably yeah. well. And we're letting we're letting these people down. It it just says it all that when we finally when De finally gets his act together and gets back to absolute top class best keeper in the world for him, which is where he, he literally currently is at. And everyone who listens to the podcast will know it's not you know, trifling for me to say that. And yet when he does that, we've got this other big, massive issue in our team. We, we It just seems like we can never bring all these parts together at the same time.
2: I'll t- I tell you, Varane's going to age about 15 years in this, next, <laughs> in this next six
0: months. He is very youthful looking to be fair, but yeah, yeah he's, he's going to be a wary man. old man by the end of yeah, this season. Yeah. And it's a shame, you know, and it's a shame for Lindelof, who's come in and done very well in Maguire's injury and stuff. So it's just, I think that's where all the anger, the extra anger and the frustration and the, the effect of mental health comes into it as well, is that you just hope for better at the moment, you know? Well, I mean, um, the, frustra-
2: the really frustrating thing for me, though, there was zero response to the goal. Like, really? We did nothing after they scored. Well, Ronaldo waves his arms. Well, Ronaldo, uh, Pogba had that header, which I don't, people say, yeah, I he thought, probably he's should a, have done better. He's a terrible but,
0: header of the ball. But yeah, I but he,
2: he, he, he saw it late and... Yeah, I mean,
0: for someone who gets up so well and is so blessed, you know, physically, he's not a good header. But the amount of headers he puts straight at the keeper over the bar—that when he's in position to header them well, that one I agree—he's kind of moving backwards. Difficult.
2: You wonder Um, what a game of um, you wonder what a game of head tennis between him and Maguire looks like. (laughs)
0: yeah we had 10 corners yesterday and the the best chance we created from them was the goal we conceded (laughs) like that's just and they weren't like bad corners either like i'm sure if other teams got that quantity of corners they would be creating chances it's they would have taken them against us Um, well they absolutely would yeah um they nearly won the game Mm. arguably should have won the game with a tom davies howler or masterpiece
2: that well that would irritate me because they the best chance for after they scored was for them and we just did nothing and yeah. that was the a big frustration as i said but yeah well
0: it I, ran to be true the best chances throughout the game were for them yeah that's also not true, inconsistent yeah. um
2: yeah. tom davis i am totally fine with him squaring that ball if i'm an Everton so, fan. so am i because yeah, that, I, if like I, I want us to do that more i love yeah. the, you take know the, people take the guarantee I think, I go, it's very city yeah people i think when people on, on fifa i think there's a t- like when people pass it to i don't know i don't play fifa anymore but there's a like people think it's a, a cheat goal or something if you pass it across to the guy with an open goal but that, yeah, score. That, yeah. Yeah. That is what I want. I would love it if people are going through, pass it to the guy with an open net, score. Boom. That's a guaranteed goal. So I've well, no problem. We had problem.
0: Ronaldo and Greenwood against Villa last week, yeah. wasn't it? Where oh, it was you Br- know, Br- ten out of ten times. Yeah, Greenwood and, and Bruno uh, Greenwood should have yes. it to Bruno, yeah. Yes, yes. but it, No, but it was Ronaldo and Greenwood the week before. Yes, Which was. was why we thought yeah. maybe Greenwood didn't do it this time. It's yes. infectious. Yeah, that's correct. But, uh, yeah, yeah I, I agree. And I actually thought it was a nice little ball. I thought it was a good decision. Yeah. It looks like such an easy chance for Tom Davies. And he probably does score half the time. But Hayes coming out making himself big, I thought it was quite clever. And it was. just absolute luck from us because i Wan-Missaka played everyone on side and it's Mina end, just, should not be offside he shouldn't be ultimately no he shouldn't be it's only just because Lindelof's a wee bit slow and that's the best thing in the end because mm-hmm. he can't really get back to him and he's like I mean literally a foot over yeah but and... he, I mean he can see everything he doesn't even have to be in, he do not have to
2: be in front of the ball he not have to be in front of Tom Davis for like there's offside yeah. where you have to kind of be on the edge of offside to make the chance and then there's offsides where you could be yeah. a yard but then is back he expecting the ball
0: do you know what I mean
2: well he's really making that run he is, so. he is making the run yeah so even but if you're expecting the keeper to parry it would still be offside so he's I got to, enjoyed he's got I enjoyed that in. he
0: did a four minute dance segment to he was, celebrate yeah,
2: I mean, I'm, he knew he was offside I think yeah, don't do that dance
0: the, you... <laughs> why would he commit so much to the celebration he did about like, three different celebrations he did the thumb suck new baby arrival <laughs> um, he then did a dance and they seemed to have a moment in front of their way fans oh, um, just, and then it was brought back so it is. I mean it's it's
2: it's funny that currently all our games, there is something happening in the last minute of them. I don't know what that says, but literally, I think going back now I, mean, I was to the West, every, every
0: game pretty much. Yeah. And I was sitting watching this and I was literally like, I'm sick of last minute winners. So if we get a last minute winner here, <laughs> I will not be happy. I will not let myself be happy oh, about d- that. D- Come on now, Cole. You would have been no, going I would, mental. I wouldn't I would in the moment, but I was like making a mental note. Don't don't be fooled by this. When we score our last minute winner, it's not a good thing. We're not just, we have not done well here. It Constantly know?
2: happens at the moment. And um,
0: yeah,
2: it's funny though because in an alternative world, in a, in a weird alternative world, we draw against West Ham. We we don't get that last minute goal against Villarreal yeah uh but bruno scores the last minute penalty and then what we're living in a world of draws then and it's just yeah
0: probably on the exact same points total but yeah, it's,
2: yeah it's just like <laughs> these, these very fine margins that currently our our games currently exist on the finest of margins
0: and um, do you know what that's because we're not in control of our games In the sense that, yes, we're dominating the ball, but we're leaving ourselves so open to chaos at the other side Mm. that it's just, we just have And also, I just think there is a problem with chance creation, clearly.
1: Greenwood fizzes one. That's a good ball. Bruno Fernandes, Martial. Big opportunity here. 1-0 to Manchester United. Superb goal. Finished by Anthony Martial.
0: Hello, listener, and thank you for listening to this week's episode of United R. We hugely appreciate it. If you would like even more of our appreciation, please consider giving us a review on iTunes or Spotify or wherever you happen to get your podcasts from. Also a quick shout out for the champions of below the ways grooming that are here to save your balls. You heard right. The podcast sponsor Manscaped, the best of the best and world champion of men's grooming are here so you can stay clean and take care of yourself where it matters most. Manscaped is trusted by over 2 million men worldwide, so join the movement for all your below-the-waist grooming needs with the code UNITEDR at manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping on your first order.
1: Towards top back, claiming a hand there. But that is it. Time is up. It's a really good comeback by Everton in the second half to snatch a point after Manchester United had led.
0: If you took all of our games this year and took the X G. We should have lost to Everton, Villa, Wolves, Real by a country mile. And young boys, admittedly, with a red card, but it wasn't looking good for that either. You know, that's half the games we've played this year, and we should have lost them all. The ones we won, not even some of them, very close. You know, in terms of that, and yet we've dominated a lot of those games from a from a possession perspective, and being the bigger, better team. And for me, that is hugely hugely concerning because we all think we should be a few points of ahead of ourselves and we've done really poorly and what was an easy stretch of games xg says we should have done even worse than what we're currently the current level we're outperforming our xg and we're still not anywhere near happy with where we are that I is mean, to me that just shows there's something not working here
2: I mean, it's not it's not working it's, it doesn't look right um our defense are too busy our De Gea is too busy which is probably A lot of people saying that's the reason he's looking so good is he's never he's not been this busy for a while and therefore when De Gea is a busy keeper he's a good keeper. Probably, yeah, probably. Yeah, I'd probably go along with that theory as well. Um, It's just it is it's mad and the thing the big thing there is fine. I'll take all this XG against us if we were creating lots of chances. Yeah, and if we were our sustained force of pressure, if it was three
0: three xg every time kind of thing, and we were we were losing good chances because we were making so many yeah. good chances, and every game was like four one, four two, whatever. That'd be great. Our xg quite often has been under one, mm. but you would take these a, games.
2: You would take a three three xg because we ha- you in theory. Then we ha- we with our strike power and who we the quality of players we have, you would expect us to score more of our chances, which would make sense then because of a uh, in theory opponents. But we're not doing that. We are barely creating anything, um, and anything we do, like we, we, I mean, do we create? When was the when was the last bad miss that we had? Like really, a bit Marshall in this game, I guess. But even that's a header at the back post. Talking like, about the not, header, yeah, I wouldn't yeah. really
0: count that. When was the last time someone was through on goal and just missed it? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like we, like it doesn't really happen. Damn, all season, I
2: swear that happened loads last season. But this side, it's just not happening. Um, we're just not creating. I mean, it's interesting these
0: because because this year we're we're dominating the balls so much more, but we don't necessarily have the ingenuity and the partnerships. I think to unlock defences that are sat in and then what we're doing is slinging in crosses Hmm. to um either Cavani or um Ronaldo Ronaldo. but the quality of cross is not ideal and also everyone else around those two players is pretty static so we're not actually getting you know any kind of second ball situations there or anything else you know we're causing any big problems and I just think again it's and it's unfortunate for Ole but it's hard not to let the buck stop with him but You know, in his three years, whatever, we've probably seen three completely different teams, both in terms of people and style, you know, if you can say that one exists. And again, now, it seems like this year we're not playing exactly how we played yesterday, despite playing the exact same formation. Things have changed a little bit. I appreciate there's new attackers in that lineup and stuff like that. There's a few injuries. Rashford's not been there. Sancho's not started great. We're relying very heavily on Greenwood. Ronaldo's just back in the league. Blah, blah, blah. But... I just think there should be better chance creation there. And I think a lot of it comes down to, you know, an over-reliance on individual talent to rescue us from bad situations. And then when that dries up or when that isn't just happening, there's no system in place to kind of carry you through. And I think that's so evident that in your difficult games, what gets you through is the tried and tested. This is how we create chances. This is how we get at teams. This is how we make them feel uncomfortable. And at the moment, it's just like, give it to Bruno, give it to Pogba, hope for the best. And that's, that's just all there is, you know, and that's, you know, it's very, very difficult to watch sometimes.
2: We don't, it's just, it's just not sustained. Like we don't have, I think there's one time against Southampton, I think it was either late first half or the second half, where we, we properly pinned them in, like properly. They couldn't get out and we would really pinned them in. Other than that, I can't remember really a time this season where we've really had, he- like we've been so on top of a team when it's been 0-0 or 1-1 or whatever that they just cannot get out.
0: I thought, have... points, I thought those points yesterday were Everton were really, you know, just hoofing it from the edge of their they box and stuff it, like but that. Like, you know? they were, they, but they
2: were set up in a way that they had their four, they had their four, and they had their two banks yeah. of four. That's the difference. So they just never felt under they were waiting pressure. For their, really. Yeah, they were yeah. waiting for their counterattacks. That was their whole game plan was their counterattacks with Damari Gray. Um, yeah. So they were kind of, yeah, that's what they were kind of doing. And, but they, didn't, they, were, they were hoofing it clear, but not to the point where like, they were p- panic stations,
0: harem, scare them. Would you, uh, would you swap Fred McTominay for Alan Probably. and <laughs> so Dukuri? Probably. Dakura was excellent yesterday, I have to say. He, I uh, mean, he is excellent. He, he probably should have went to a better team. He was excellent for Watford in Premier League. Didn't he, like, he kind of fell off a bit, didn't he, at first or something?
2: And people were thinking maybe I, I, not, I think but I thought, I remember I at Watford, player. I used to really like him. But yesterday he looked every bit, that player, like big, strong, yeah, good in the back, constantly there ball. in the minutes. Yeah. yeah,
0: just in all the on all the kind of big moments, he was there and obviously got the assist. You know, he's, I, I do but, just think he's. But well. isn't
2: this the issue? We constantly come up against these teams who aren't on our level, who have a better midfield pairing than us. You could argue West Ham had a better big midfield pairing than us. You could yeah, argue Villa. Villa, Villa had a better Definitely. midfield yeah. pairing, or at least on the same level. Like it's not yeah. like we have. Even if you are the biggest Fred McTominay fan in the world, <clears throat> Nick, Nick, um, if you have the, if you are the biggest fan, you cannot, re- unless you are their parents, you cannot say to me. <laughs> our midfield is so far ahead and do you know what i think
0: and i think in a midfield three both of them occasionally as squad players are valuable i do think they're good yeah, enough I'm, to be a manchester i'm United, not you know?
2: advocating getting rid of them or like they should yeah. never play they are decent players yeah but it's not exactly the level that we want to be at and it's certainly not the level of our who we want to be our
0: nearest rivals no probably not um do you think this result puts pressure on Ole going into the international week and what's your personal... Because this, you know, I mean, we get this every week now and we've kind of been bitten before. I mean, I've before on this podcast said I think I'm Ole out and we've then gone on a great run and stuff like that. Again, it just feels like we have a patch of good games, a patch of bad games, a patch of good games, a patch of bad games. And I just don't think that's befitting of a top team Mm. or certainly a team on paper that is as good as we are. And you have to wonder again... And there'll be some people thinking, oh, these are all just the classic kind of things. People always say that don't mean anything, but I just still think if there was a system behind all the individual quality, that would carry you through a lot of these difficult moments and games when you're just not at your at the peak of your powers. You know, you, like the Villa game for me, Chelsea went and played Villa, had a very similar experience, very difficult game, very difficult first half, and they ended up winning 3-0. They weren't great and they just made their chances, took them and were resolute defensively. And I know like everyone is crazy for Tuchel at the moment and Chelsea and they might not turn out to be that great. But again, I just can't get away from this feeling that is this the limit that we're that we're going to get to, you know, or is there growth here and we just need one more player and he just wasn't given that that midfielder in in the summer window or whatever it is? You know what? I mean, do you think there's a genuine pressure on him or is it just us fans kind of being fed up and doing the thing we do where we go from one end to the other every couple of weeks? I don't think there's a
2: pressure on him. I don't think the club are even entertaining the idea of removing him. Um, I think it is just fan-led. But while I understand that fan-led, I don't think the club, uh, even in the, the realms of looking to get rid of him, especially so early in the season, after spending however much money in the summer, even if we didn't buy a defensive midfielder, we still brought in a lot of players. I, I don't
0: see the club going anywhere Do you think, without him. Um... Do you think there's no reaction from fans at the start of the window? I mean, if you look at it, you know we're we're okay now in the Champions League. Yes, we went out of the Carabao Cup. No one really cares, and we're sitting around fourth. Very, much, I mean, what are we two, three points mm. behind Chelsea, who are top? Is it really that big? You know, is is there any need to be panicking? Is it a, is it a what we're seeing means more than those numbers kind of thing? You know, like, do you think it's valid? I think it's valid. I think, I mean, I think it's
2: hard to not watch these games these last couple of games especially and not take stock of where we are as a club and what all is doing in charge um especially when you see like how our competitors are doing and if they've got their shit together and we haven't it's gonna it's gonna make an effect and ultimately like i said we are living on such fine margins of all this stuff we are we were what a minute away from having two points in the champions league and having a really tough looking couple of games ahead yeah We, we could be we could have had we could be top of the league right now. We could be ninth. Like it's just it's just all over the place. And I mean, for me, I just personally, I my belief is we will never win anything major with Ole in charge. That's just what I think. That is like if you gone to my head, do you think Ole will win anything major at Man United? I think no. At which point, should I want him to be manager at Man United? Probably not. But I'm I just have so much apathy towards like, I know the club won't replace him, so what, 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 why waste energy, like, thinking, thinking about it? Thinking about, exactly, yeah. why waste my energy thinking about something that won't happen? Mm. <laughs> Which isn't really, again, we go back to mental health, not the most yeah, yeah. wonderful attitude does, to have. Doesn't but, sound know. healthy, um, yeah. I mean, I
0: don't disagree, and...
2: Also, does he not deserve a chance, because of, you know, he did finish the season quite, we, we did come second, got to a final, yes, we didn't win, but maybe there's a chance because of that, yeah. and he probably does deserve a chance because of that, but I mean, again, I personally do not think he will seize that chance. So
0: Yeah, and I do think there's a decent amount of evidence to suggest that that's not an outlandish opinion, both in terms of our semi-final issues, our cup issues, early exits from Champions League before and all that kind of stuff, as well as the kind of uh Jekyll and Hyde league performances where we do really well for twenty games and then do awfully for ten games and all that kind of stuff, which is just not not what you need in this day and age when you're playing against the likes of ninety point City, you know, Chelsea and Liverpool, um, which is a high bar. Don't get me wrong. You know, when we look at the travel season and what United points total. I think they finished with like 70 something. Was it even? 80. Um, yeah. You know, it's just a different, different kind of thing now. But I I do agree with you. I think there's just things there that I think now it, we're three years in. I, I would want to not be seeing the same issues over and over and over again. And if the, if the thing is that he buys well and there's a good aura in the club and he has done a bit of a reset, which I totally agree with. And that's fine. If there's a limit to that, then we need to know when we're at the limit and we need to make sure the next person is going to drive us on. Whoever that is, that's another very difficult question that I don't even want to get into because you're basically talking about only after when he's still here and he is going to be here as you continue to say. But um, I do just think you have to, you have to see the progress, and it can't just be. Oh, we just have to go out and buy the best center defensive midfielder in the world, and then suddenly it'll all be grand. Because what if it's not? Do you know what I mean? Like that's just not really good enough. Um, it might get worse before it gets better. The next six games, Emran, I don't have them to hand, but there's something like Leicester, uh, Atalanta, Liverpool, Atalanta, City, Watford, and someone else. It's the Spurs. Spurs, maybe. Yeah, it's not. See if I got those correct, by the way. Oh.
2: Um, uh, so yeah, so to, 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 to do it officially, our next game yeah, is okay, Leicester away,
0: Atlanta yeah. at home,
2: Liverpool yeah. at home, Spurs away, Atlanta away, City at home. Uh, so that up. is that is massive,
0: a massive <laughs> it's run. It's massive, isn't it? It's a, it's a big October. Um, but you know, are we going to do better in those games because we kind of do do better in big games or do we not do that anymore because we're not actually that punching team anymore? Do you know what I mean?
2: I mean, isn't this, this is Man United in 2021. Literally anything can happen in any game. Yeah. That is, that is, the. if you ask me what is Man United now, it is anything. Anything could happen. Yeah. We could go to Leicester next week and we could win 5-0. We could go to Leicester next week and we could lose 2-0. We could draw. We could score three goals in the last minute. Literally anything could happen in our games because that is the team we are. There's no, I don't even know what to expect, really. You would expect us maybe to give City a good game because we always do. But then maybe City, you know, City looking good. Who knows? Liverpool beat us at Old Trafford last season. I feel like they beat us the season before as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess, who knows? It's, it's impossible. Yeah. All I'll know is we will definitely win one of the big games because that's the kind of thing we do. Um, yeah. We'll also probably lose one of the games to Atlanta because that's also one of the things we do.
0: Oh, I was going to say, I kind of, oh, it sounds bad at this point, but I almost kind of care more now about the Champions League just because of the position we've put ourselves in in that group than I necessarily do about the league. I think those big games against, you know, the Lexier, of your Liverpools and cities, less so Spurs, um, probably more so at Leicester than Spurs, really, but they're always impossible to predict. You just literally, like, they they come down to fine margins. As you say, it could be a complete blowout, could be absolutely tight. I would fancy them to be quite tight and us to be quite defensive, um, which might not go super well for us, but you just never know what's going to happen in those games. The Atlanta games are actually the ones I kind of care most about. I want to see us really have a punch the Champions League because, I don't know. I'm already at that point where I'm kind of waving goodbye to the Premier League as a as a reasonable um, oh, expectation I, 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 or, or already, anything like
2: that. That's already done for me. We're not. We, we yeah. are not a consistent team, and to win the league, you've got to be a consistent team.
0: Yeah, yeah. So you know, top four, and and I don't necessarily think you know. It looks like other teams might be quite patchy as well. So I don't think top four will be like you know horrendously unachievable, even if we're kind of here and there, you know. But God, it's depressing, isn't it? i mean that's really? following united <laughs> <laughs> the, the yeah. revised expectations versus eight weeks ago um, but yeah I, i'm kind of more interested in those atlanta games just because i just have more hope for that competition now i guess
2: yeah i mean atlanta will be a good game as well they're quite um yeah quite, quite open quite yeah yeah make it a bit of a basketball game which we might enjoy um, depending how they approach that game but I, the, the question i have is what what run of results do you think? Do you think there's a run of results that could see they come under pressure?
0: Is it six uh, losses? Yeah, I mean six losses. I think would be very difficult to. I mean that would also possibly have us out of the Champions League. So I do think if you if if the Manchester United manager loses six games in a row, having previously underwhelmed, regardless of who they are and what they've done, I'm pretty sure Fergie would be in bother at that point. Do you know what I mean? Um, I don't even think it would quite take that much. I do think there's, a, you know, maybe a conversation to be had around Christmas, depending on how we go either up or down in this current trajectory. Um, But I think what will happen is we'll just have good results and bad results. And that will always mean that he's kind of, ah, just keep him. Because, you know, there was that good game a week or two ago. But then there was those two awful ones. Then there was four or five really good ones. And then there was a couple of awful ones. But you can always reach back to when we, we did okay kind of thing, you know. So mm. it's very difficult then to have that consistent run. Plus with our team, Imran, you know, all coaching aside, that team should go out and beat teams, you know. Oh, easily. Like it, it, shouldn't really take. It should take fine tuning. It shouldn't take, you know, absolute the motivational powers of of whoever. You know, um, if you could pick everyone's fit, who's your starting eleven and formation?
2: Uh, which game? Next game? Just in any general? Game, any game? Uh, like back four pretty much picks itself. Yeah. <laughs> It's impossible with this midfield too, honestly. If you're going to play City away, then yeah, probably would go for Fred and McTominay. If we are playing uh, Villa at home, like we just did, I'd probably put probably I probably would go for Van der because why not? I don't know what he could do. Let's try it out. Van de Beek and McTominay. Why not? Van de Beek and Matic, Why? Literally that midfield too. I'd probably throw them onto a bag. Just pick out two names and then <laughs> yeah. back and go. Because literally, I think I imagine the same thing will happen regardless. But maybe if you've got Matic, you might have a better on the ball, but you probably have less legs. Van Beg, better on the ball, not so good defensively. McTominay and Fred, McTominay and Fred, Pogba, Pogba. Like it, it just it just doesn't matter. And then, I, like you, I'm, I'm I'm interested to see what happens with Rashford. I personally think Rashford's an excellent left winger when fully fit, and as long as we don't rush him back, I would like to see him on the left wing. Sancho on the right, and then yeah, you got to put Ronaldo up top. But honestly, I would love to see Greenwood up top at some point with those two around him. I think that could be quite uh, quite tasty, but. You're not going to obviously not play Ronaldo.
0: No, we've, we've made our bed now with we've Ronaldo made our, so.
2: We've made our Ronaldo bed and we have to yeah. lie with Ronaldo in that bed, in <laughs> yeah, his Ronaldo boxer do. shorts.
0: I saw that. Did you see that when he took yeah. his top off the other day? You've got to get
2: that uh, I don't know I'm surprised. I'm but surprised there isn't a tattoo of his face on the back of his his <laughs> <yeah>. back. <laughs> well, listen, everyone. I feel better after that chat. I'm glad someone, let everyone, remember, look after your
0: mental health. Uh, yeah. That's, that's... If, if you know, it's really annoying you. You know, what I did, I uh, went out for a walk because I was just, for an hour or two, I was just in the house and I was just like angry, angry. I was angry at my four-month-old year child more than usual. <laughs> well, it, well, it was their I just, fault, so. Yeah. And then I just thought, you know what? I have to, I have to shake this up. I have to do something. Went out for a walk. Had a bit of a laugh at myself. Felt the world better until I thought about it again.
2: If you if you take anything away from this podcast, what we're telling you is, you know, don't let it get you two down.
0: Be no, happy. don't don't let it upset you too much. And yes. do you know what? It'll probably get better. Oh, a little uh, we at some point. I mean I do
2: I actually Leicester in a bad bad patch of form. I think they didn't they just drew draw too well today after being
0: two a up. Oh I thought and last I saw it was two one, so that's news to me. No, no, but... Jeffrey Schlupp came off the box oh, and scored. Yeah. Uh,
2: but I don't know if that's how it ended. Um Here, what about
0: Brentford? What happened to Brentford? I don't know. Beat West Ham 2-1.
2: Bloody hell. There you go. Away as well,
0: that wasn't it? Do you know that uh, a week or two ago, the two teams with the best XG um, in the league were City and Brentford across all their games? That game against Liverpool, Brentford had an XG of over four, to Liverpool's three. Very impressive. Very impressive.
2: I mean, that's it. I'm quite glad we don't have them coming up. Because yeah, you could see that as do. a game that we'd struggle. Do in. an
0: absolute number on us. So, yeah. yeah,
2: but like, anyway, le- le- I just want to say Leicester probably a good time to play them. So you would hope that we can bounce back with a win against that, especially with the tough games we've got coming up after it. Uh, so yeah. yeah,
0: also after the international break, so you know, refreshed and revitalised. Um, I kind of always expect us to beat Leicester, but Uri to play really well and make me continue to wish we had a bottom.
2: Now, I think we, I think we've got a decent record at that ground uh, ever since the five-three nightmare. I think we've got a decent record there. So, yeah, hopefully, yeah. hopefully the, the the lads will pull one out.
0: But yeah, I doubt we will be back um, in between times due to the um, class international break coming two weeks after the last one. Um, but most likely immediately after Leicester, or your fix of United R. Thank you, folks. Cheers.
1: 18 plus.